Ladies and gentlemen, we all understand the times and the seasons in which we are as a people, as a church, and as a nation, and the world at large. And I intend to bring you the word of God that would bless your life, transform you, make you a better Christian. And so I intend to speak to you on what I call how to live and enjoy the goodness of God. Even in times like this. How to live and enjoy the goodness of God in times like this. We know in Psalm 100 and the verse 5 that the Lord is always good. He's always loving and kind. And his faithfulness goes on and on to each succeeding generation. His goodness goes beyond one generation unto succeeding generations. And I do believe that we are also living in a time when we will experience the goodness of God. Somebody is asking, and I hear a lot of people asking, where is God in all this? We are questioning God. Someone even said, where are all the healing evangelists? Where are, the, where are all the healing prophets? Why are they not getting up? Why are they not moving from hospital to hospital to lay hands? I have an answer for you. Why are you calling on God now? Why are you calling on the healing evangelists? Did you believe on them then? Now, if you did not believe on the prophets, if you did not believe in the evangelists, that God sent to you years ago. Why do you think that today you can simply activate them as if they were magicians? No. Jesus on his days on earth, the Jesus that we follow, did not just heal any disease. He did not move from hospital to hospital healing diseases. In fact, there was a time that he went to his own home when he was not regarded. And Bible says that he could not even perform miracles over there. He couldn't perform miracles because they did not believe in him. So if you never believed that God can send healing evangelists, then today you can't question where are they or where are they not healing. Secondly, no one can pretend that they know the full counsel of God on every matter. But there is one thing that is so certain and so sure. And that is that God is good all the time. And that all the time, God is good. This is so certain. And this can never, never change. Now, what happens when I forget God's goodness? Because in moments like this, many people are forgetting the goodness of God. Okay? What happens when we forget the goodness of God? Number one, we start claiming credit for things God did for us. 
I start claiming credit for things that God did for me. In 1 Corinthians 4, the verse 7, it says that, what do you have that God hasn't given you? What do you have that God did not give you? And if all you have is from God, why act as though you are so great and as though you accomplish it all on your own? Any moment you start claiming credit for yourself, thinking that it is my strength, it's my energy, it's my own ability, I work hard and I made it, you know what? You are behaving as if the power is with you and that there's an inherent force within you. Number two, anytime you forget of God's goodness, you stop asking God for help. You stop asking him for help. So in moments like this, it's very, very possible that you think that you are so helpless that God can help you and you don't even want to approach him for help. And Bible says, in Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus said, if you, as imperfect parents, know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? So do not stop asking God for help in times like this. Do not think that God cannot help you. Don't recline. But rather, be, be proactive. Ask God for help. And he will help you. Because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good, especially to me. So you can also claim it, especially to you. It's very important here. In Hebrews 4, 16, it says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our God, of our good, good and gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it. Let us come boldly to the throne of our good and gracious God. And there we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it. So don't stay away thinking that you, you don't need God and you can't cry for his help at this moment. In Psalm 69 verse 16, he says, Answer me, O Lord, out of the goodness of your love. Answer me. So this is the time for you to cry. Say, Father, answer me, help me. Don't recline. Don't say, I will not pray. Don't say that this is too big and that God cannot answer. Go to God. Pray. He will answer you. He's a good God. And number three, I stop trusting God in difficult times. When we forget about the goodness of God and we think that God is no longer good and that God cannot help us, we stop trusting him in difficult times. We think that there are certain times God can't help us. And there are times God can help us. But ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you today that God can help you in good times and God can help you in bad times. You see, the power of God that heals coronavirus is the same power that heals headache. We got to understand that. Is the same power is the same force the power that heals stomach ache is the same power that raised the dead let's understand that but it all depends on how we approach it 
So I want you to don't take your faith out of God. Put your faith still in him, knowing that he will help you, knowing that he's there to support you. Pray in times like this. Do not tell yourself that, well, this is too much. This is too difficult. The conditions in which I'm now is so tough that I don't have to pray. No, when you pray, he'll hear you and he will answer you. He will answer you. He says, protect me, God, because I trust in you. You are my Lord, and every good thing I have comes from you. Protect me, God, because I trust in you. You are my Lord, and every good thing that I have comes from you. This is what we must be proclaiming in difficult times. Hallelujah. Paul said, we can have joy even in our troubles because we know that these troubles are good for us, producing patience and character and hope. So in our difficult moment, we understand that God is producing in us patience, is producing in us character and hope so that humanity can appreciate who he is. In moments like this, we must still cry to God. Amen? In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that in everything, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his good purpose. In everything, at all times. We are not saying that everything is good. But whether good or bad, whether difficult times or simple times, one thing that we know is that God is able to take our situation, turn them around for our good. Hallelujah. And the next thing is that, you see, when you lose the goodness of God and you forget about his goodness, you become pessimistic about the future. You don't trust the future anymore. You don't trust that there is anything good that will ever come to you. But I'm here today to tell you that something good can come from the future because we have a good God. Psalm 27 from verse 13 to 14, it says something. Psalm 27, it says that I would have despaired unless... I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Instead, I thought, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your hearts take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. Do not be despaired. Do not give up. Do not think that God cannot help us. We have a good God. If you are a believer, you are a Christian and you are listening to me today. Don't let anyone question your God. Don't let anyone point fingers at you and ask you that, where is your God? In those days, the Lord said unto them, rise up and pray and say unto me, spare thy people. Give not thine heritage unto a reproach. A byword among the nations. Wherefore should they say that where is our God? Why should they question that where is our God? Our God is still where he has always been. When men despise God, when men turn away from God, Today, men will ask that where is God? God has been where he has always been. Before the beginning of time. Before time, he had existed. Put your trust in this God. Hallelujah. So, we would have despaired. We would have given up. Unless we had believed that we will see goodness. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, I want to talk to you about hope. What is hope? Hope is anticipating God's goodness. Anticipating God's goodness. 
So in the state in which we are today as a people, I pray that believers, non-believers, whoever is hearing me, you must have an anticipation that God's goodness will come. Don't throw your arms and say, there's nothing we can do. Believe in God and he will act for us in times like this. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this to you. When you look at Psalm 23, because God is good, because God is good, there are things he will do for us in times like this. He is our chief shepherd. He is our pastor. In fact, he is a pastor. For me, I'm just an under shepherd. The shepherd himself is Jesus Christ. And I hide behind him and I act. So I want you to know today that Jesus is your shepherd. Jesus is your master. Jesus is your pastor. Jesus is your comfort. And because he is good, he will meet your needs when you are worried. He will meet your needs in times like this. That's the first thing you must know. That's the first thing you must hope for. That in moments like this, that the world is giving up. That the world does not know what to do. In moments like this, the fear has gripped everybody. In moments like this, the some are locked up in places and are, they are not even sure of their next meal. The word of God to you is that he will meet your needs even now that you are worried. Because the Bible says in Psalm 23, it says that the Lord is my shepherd. I will lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. And because he is my shepherd, I will lack nothing. And you will lack nothing if you make him your shepherd. Wherever you are right now, you may be lacking. You may not have it. You don't even know how you make the next four weeks. But I'm speaking to you right now. Place your hope, place your confidence in this God and he shall provide for you. If it's medications you need, the Lord shall supply. Wheresoever you are, believe in this God and he will come through to you. He will help you. Second thing that you should know in moments like this is that because he's our shepherd, he will teach us to relax when we are stressed out. He will teach us how to relax when we are stressed out. Bible says that he makes me lie down. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. Hallelujah. He leads me. It makes me to lie down. You see, what I like about this scripture is that because he's my shepherd, he makes me lie down. Many of us, we don't even know how to rest. Many of us, we don't even know how to take time off. But you see, many of you are getting leave. Many of you are being excused from work. Don't see it as a curse. It's a time for you to relax. God most times know how to make us lie down in green pastures. He, he says, relax, take your time, and enjoy my goodness. So, if you feel stressed out today, if you feel so overwhelmed by circumstances of life, the word of God to you is that, relax. The God that I serve, the Jesus that I know, he's a shepherd, and he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside what quiet waters not troubled waters i pray for you right now you will not be led into any troubled water 
but rather wherever you are right now you find solace in the word you find comfort in his word you find rest in the lord receive the rest that you need say come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest it is the lord that gives rest take that rest by faith even tonight in the name of jesus and the third thing that we get when we make him our shepherd is that he will replenish our strength when we are empty. He replenishes us. He says, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. He gives me new strength. He gives me new energy. I pray that wherever you are, you shall receive strength. If you are listening to me and you have been affected by this ailment, this virus all over the place i pray you not see that as your end but rather heavenly father will send you supernatural strength wherever you are receive supernatural strength wherever you are and if you know somebody who needs the strength of god at this time you should be inviting them to to hook up to this to this message at this moment because our strength comes from the lord no one else can give us strength except the lord will give us the strength that we need and the next thing that he does for us is that he will guide us when we are confused. He will guide you in your confusion. Psalm 23 verse 3b says that he guides me in the right path for his name's sake. Because of his name. Because of his name. Because of the integrity of his name. He guides us. May God guide you in this moment. May God lead you in times like this. May God guide you where you must pass. When you are passing a wrong place, may the power of the Holy Spirit draw you out of that place and send you to only the right path in the name of Jesus. May he guide your path. And then the next thing we can learn when God becomes our shepherd is that he will walk with us in dark and fearful days. Now you all can attest that the world is living in almost the most fearful, dark, and fearful time of our lives. I don't know how old you are, but at least for me, there seems not to have been any dark day like this where everyone, the whole nations, I mean, you know, there have been, there have been um, kinds of things that have happened in the world more severe than what is going on now, okay? But it, it never caught the world's attention. Some of the tsunamis, some of the FKs, some of the sicknesses, Ebola and all. I mean, they were very fearful things. But those ones were like just to certain geographical area. But this one seemed to have hit <laughs> the highest places on earth. And so it has received greater publicity. And so the whole world economy is coming to a standstill. Trillions of dollars, you know, in stock markets are are crumbling are breaking down in times like this and people are confused people are confused it's a dark day that we are but bible says that even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil for you are with me we are living in a time that your next the next person walking next to you sitting next to you looks like a death trap around you you understand what I'm saying now? It has never happened before. At a time where your wife goes out to the market and comes around and lays next to you and you start asking yourself, am I laying to my wife or a dead body? 
Your husband goes out to work and comes home, and the question is that, are you still alive or a dead man walking? If there is no, if this is not a shadow of death, tell me what else can be a shadow of death. Tell me what else can be a shadow of death when I meet you, I can't even shake hands with you. Unless we use our legs, you know, to comfort. Receive comfort from the Lord today. Receive comfort in his word. May the rod, may the staff of the Lord be near to you in times like this. And he says, the next thing he will do for you is that he will publicly show his favor on our lives. Hey, he will publicly, publicly. You know the things we've been through? After going through valleys of the shadows of death, he says, now I'll bring you to a place when I'll publicly show my favor on your life. I'll prepare a banquet for you in front of all your, en- not some of your enemies, all your enemies. I don't know how many enemies you have, but if you have some enemies, I want you to know that in the coming days, there shall be a table before you. Hallelujah. God said, I will prepare a table in front of all your enemies. Say, so you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflow. Your cup shall overflow. Hallelujah. Your cup shall overflow in moments like this. What a God that we serve. What a mighty God that we serve. Who will publicly show his favor on your life. And as if that is not enough. Number eight. He will be good to me no matter what happens. He'll be good to me. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Your goodness and love. Today, I am here to speak the goodness and the love of God over your life. If you have never felt love, I want you to know that God is love. There's so much love in him. God is good. There's so much goodness in this God. And I want you to embrace him. You see, you see when the world was in turmoil, when the world was still living in sin, Bible says that God sent his only begotten son. He sent Jesus into the world when we were still sinning. Now, it takes only a good God. It takes only a loving God, a loving personality who can do this. When somebody is stealing from you, then you are promoting that person. When somebody is murdering your children, then you are even hailing them and giving them ornament. That's what happened. At a time when we did not deserve God, that was when God showed up in our lives. And if God showed up in those days in your life, what about now? God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good, especially to you. I want you to claim it that it belongs to you. Don't ever feel that God doesn't love you. Don't ever feel that you are in a certain state right now. Maybe you are in a state of sinfulness and you think that, wow, because of this, God doesn't love me anymore. He loves you anyway. For Bible says, while we were still sinning, he sent his only begotten son. Now that he redeemed you, even if you have slipped and had even fallen, it doesn't mean that he will kill you or destroy you. He will still save you anyway. Hallelujah. He will still save you anyway. So I beseech you, this evening as you are hearing the word of god to arise and embrace this god in the state in which you are just as i am without one plea come unto him and he shall receive you hallelujah and guess what the next thing he will do for you is that 
he will take you to heaven on that day. Wow. He will take us to heaven. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, it's my prayer that as many that have been infected by this coronavirus will recover, be healed, that they can live their full life that God gave to them. It's my prayer that none of us will fall prey or be attacked or be killed by this disease. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for all. But hear me well. If anyone dies because of this virus, that is not the most saddest news ever on earth. That's not the worst thing that ever happened. Do you want to know the worst thing that can, thing that can ever happen to you? The worst thing that can ever happen to you is that when you die, you don't meet Jesus. When you die, you don't have eternal life. That is the worst thing that can ever happen to you. Especially when God has given you a free gift of life. When God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And all you must do is believe in Jesus. Believe that God sent his only begotten son. Admit that you are a sinner. Believe that Jesus came because of you. And confess him as your Lord and personal Savior. And when you do this, he says, you shall be saved. Your name shall be written in the book of life. The saddest thing is if you die and you never knew Jesus. And if you know somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And you are not sure where they will go, where they will spend eternity. You are not doing them good. Bible says, if I tell you to tell them, you don't tell them. One day, I shall require their blood from you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you that God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. But you see, this goodness will expire when grace is lifted off the earth. At that moment, you ought to defend yourself with your own blood. But right now, we are still living in the dispensation of grace. The blood is available. And I beseech you that right now, give your life to Jesus Christ. This world is not our own. Coronavirus is not the worst thing that ever happened in this world. The worst thing that ever happened is for you to reject such a free gift from God. That would be the worst thing. And I don't know who will reject such a thing. If you are listening to me right now, I want you wherever you are, to pray this prayer after me as we commit our lives and rededicate our lives unto Jesus Christ. Yes, now, but before I do that prayer, let me read the scripture for you because it will help you anyway. It says, My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. My purpose on earth, that's Jesus speaking here, that's the good shepherd. The best shepherd that we have, he's talking. He says, My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus being the good shepherd, he laid down his life for the sheep. And you are that sheep. He loves you this much. How much will you love him? I want you at this moment to embrace Jesus. 
open up your arms and embrace Jesus. I want you to feel his warmth right now around you. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Father, today I admit that I am a sinner, that I cannot save myself. I believe you sent Jesus because of me. I confess all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. All that I did from birth till right now. Forgive me, Lord. And I confess Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Lord, write my name. Write my name. My name is, mention your name. My name is Elvis Eben Baffer. You mention your name. My name is, write my name in the book of life. Send the Holy Spirit into my heart to lead me, to guide me, to protect me, and to secure me from now going. I thank you, Lord, for loving me this much. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, with this prayer that you just prayed, your name is written in the book of life. If Christ were to come today, if you were to die today, you have eternal life. And that's the greatest gift you can ever receive. Now that you have prayed this prayer, you can start living. You can start living each day knowing that Jesus' purpose of coming to this earth was to give you life in its fullness. And that he is your good shepherd. Yes, it is he that laid down his life for you. So you can follow him. Hallelujah. And your life will never be the same. May God bless you. May God protect you and secure you in times and moments like this. I pray for your security and safety. I pray that God will watch over you and preserve you wherever you go. Any attacks that the enemy shall release against you, may the Holy Ghost raise up a standard against the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may God bless you. May God secure you. May your going out and coming in be a blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I pray that in this crisis moment, you will lose nothing. You will lose nothing. Anything that you seem to be losing, may God himself appear in his power and glory and help you. Whether business, whether family, whether, whether ministry, may God help you. May you see increase in your life. I bless you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. And I seal this prayer. And it cannot be reversed. And it cannot be revoked. You are blessed forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.